pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Three out of three. Come on! Finally. I was going to say it would be a better show than last week, but that's not true, is it? Feedback Mm -hmm. from um, one of our... I was going to say one of the someone who's paid to listen. <laughs> Sadly not. But we're very grateful. Yeah, very Doing grateful. it for exposure. Mm. Um... Said that the last week's was their was their favourite of the series, and we're only sort of three or four shows in. Yeah. He, did, he did say as well. He did say that it wasn't because I couldn't make it. No, and that I left halfway through. <laughs> was it halfway? I did go halfway through. Yeah, impressive. Thanks. I haven't heard it yet. How was it, Anne? Uh, it was excellent. We had some good discourse. Really? Yeah. That's what people listen to one life like <laughs> yeah, for, isn't it? For the discourse. To be honest, we talked about video games quite a lot. Oh, good work. Which is you know more better, than we usually yeah. do. <laughs> Better than normal. Good. Well, we should be, me and you should be on our best behaviour, shouldn't we? Simon? Really should. Otherwise, so, we could be replaced. Focus. All right. Focus. By the AIs. Thanks so much to Sarah Bryn for stepping in. Stepping she was in. Very stepping in, Bryn. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I made the gig. Thanks very much. Yeah. How was he? Oh, uh, he was brilliant. Have you had your one on one with him yet? I haven't yet. Unfortunately, I was stood right on the wrong side of the stage. I think I had one of the Zootons near, next to me, but I was still the closest I've ever been to him. Going to get closer though, aren't you? I'm going to go see him again this year. <laughs> They're coming back in September. I, honestly, you, you told me this was going to be I your did, last I did, gig. but the problem is, the problem is, I, I honestly. Uh, Sorry, I, they, we should explain what it was. Uh, Muse and Matt Bellamy. Of I saw Muse at the stadium, and then Matt Bellamy played the Hundred Club and uh, with his band, uh, with his side project. Honestly, no joke. I know, I know. You know, I do joke about liking Muse, but they they filled me up. I feel honestly much happier. Oh, I had so I've been nice. much genuinely happier. Like I mean, obviously it will be declining now since we've <laughs> yeah. seen them. They're coming back in September though to top me up again. They know that you need it, Simon. It's, uh, do you know, I think I do? And no, no joke. Now you feel bad about uh, taking the Mickey out of me about. No, I don't. Them, I was don't. trying to see if there was a joke between Muse and Medicine. I can't make it okay, happen. Right. Okay. Mm. No, no, it's close though, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that was good. So uh, extenuating circumstances. Sorry for abandoning ship halfway through. Don't worry. It was worth it, and I was doing something better. Good. I'm glad. Also, it turns out I was making the show better for everyone yeah, else by were. leaving halfway through yeah, it. you were. Well, I'm glad we're all back so we can make it worse again. Exactly. <laughs> it's good, to, it's good to see you both. It's yes. good to be back in the studio as well. And uh, with... Oh! Hold on. Sorry, I was just thinking, because I hadn't seen Steve for a while. He walked up the stairs in what I think is a new hoodie. Oh, it's an old hoodie. Old hoodie. Mm. But, it's a, yeah, I don't think I reckon... Anyway, uh, MCV landed on my desk today. Okay. The business of video games. Look, I've, mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've brought it out now. Uh, advert for Control on the front. MCV Business. And then... Uh, What's Control? It's that Remedy game, isn't it? 
Something we anyway, do. Do you remember this? Do you remember flicking through stuffs? Nope. Swipe it. Let me see these small. Swipe left or right. When did that change the compact size? Haven't they? So you can fit it in your very big pocket. IRL section. Real life events from the industry. Okay. Good. Look at that there. Look. Look at who's there. Big half page picture. Oh, come on. Nordic Game 2019. Nordic Game 2019. Return to. I'm not saying that word. I've never been able to say the name of the venue. Oh, Slaughterhouse. Uh, for a three-day conference. <laughs> Did you say Slaughterhouse in a Swedish? <laughs> that's how, that's how that's languages how work. Yeah. With over 2,000 industry professionals in, in attendance, speakers included, other side entertainments, Warren Spector. He's a pretty big name. He is. Uh, Adrian Cuvas from Nomada Studio. Big name. Start high, Warren Spector. I don't, I mean, I'm not sure who Adrian is. Apologies. Plus... Steve Curran from One Life Left Brackets One pictured. Oh, there you are, Steve. In front of a balloon. In a print. In a print. That is me. How I, bought, I bought that for you. Thank you so much. I bought that for you because I wanted to talk about um, how happy we were with your short haircut. <laughs> it's, well, we took a while to decide, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. It's just, um, I think that the way, I mean, it's always difficult in this sort of red light, I've, I've mm. found, historically. Sometimes, that, sometimes it makes it look like you've got fewer hair than oh. you've actually got. Less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this, is, this is very exciting. I haven't seen a print thing for a very and long time. And you're in it. Well, maybe you're Thank in all you of them. <laughs> <laughs> Collect them all. Yeah. Good. Um, well, it is good to see you. I, we've also got a lot to talk about today, haven't we? Because E3 happening. started. Happening. Is it happening right now? It is, yes. What's Who's happening right now? Good. This is going to be good news. <laughs> <laughs> it's the PC Gaming Show started at six o'clock. I'd imagine they're still banging on they about. They must be. They must be. Rams and ROMs and... Uh, 3DFX cards. Maybe we could have a, a final new, <laughs> a, a sort of after the news story where we just all look at our phones yeah. for a bit yeah. and see what's okay. going on. Uh, I believe uh, there's another kind of funny showcase happening this evening. I think Sony are doing a press conference, even though they're not at E3. I believe there's a video happening. I think are they dialing at, it in? Are they literally dialing it in? Google did it, didn't they? No, Ubisoft guys. must be doing something. Okay, let's get on okay, with the news and right. then we can chat about this. Sorry, okay. <laughs> It's 7.06 on Monday the 10th of June. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. E3 has started already, even though E3 doesn't officially start until tomorrow. But, oh boy, there is a lot of news. How much news? Too much. And it's really confusing. So here are some things I saw on Twitter that I don't necessarily understand. Project Scarlet. Keanu Reeves. Double Fine. xCloud. Other things. Thank goodness for E3. Okay, good, because this is, is good. This is a lot like Reply All, isn't it? The sort of yes, yes, no thing where we can go around and say who understands what in there. So I understand the Keanu Reeves thing. I understand I, the Keanu Reeves okay, thing. So I'm going uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, this makes good radio, Charles Cecil will hate one of those things. I'm not going to say what it is, really? but one of those things that happened will have made him furious. Mm, okay, mm. Um, and I do understand the double fine thing. I understand the double fine thing. I understand that. Okay, I don't. I don't know. I can guess what Project Scarlet is, maybe, and I don't understand whatever. What was the other thing you said? X Cloud. Don't know. Don't know what that is. Okay. Did you not? St- did you not stay up like I did till ten twenty last <laughs> night, which is really late for me these days? I was gonna. I was. Yeah. I was hoping it was gonna be a slightly shorter presser. No, uh, it wasn't a press conference. It was a briefing. Okay, so let's... let's that, ex- hang on, what's the difference between a press conference and a briefing? Uh, that's what they call them on the title page. I think oh. briefing sounds more growed up. Brief. We've got a briefing for yeah, you now. I'm going to do a briefing. Let's go through those things in order. Okay. Project Scarlet. Is Project Scarlet the code name for the new Xbox? It is, Steve Curran. Well done. Mm-hmm. That was a guess. Uh, coming out holiday 2020. Okay. It's 40 times as powerful as what the thing is at, at the moment. Four zero. I think that was it. Yeah, it was late for me. <laughs> it sounded good. Um, they had uh, some interviews with some um, some people who were talking about how this is this is a game changer. Is it? What, go- what is it going to change? Games. Games. Yeah. Ah, um, okay, very very sense. fast um, SSD this time round. Because they hate loading. We're back um, to hating at, loading again. At, are we? Uh, at Microsoft. So that's okay. going to be a thing of the past. Great. Great. Um, 
What was interesting, actually, it ties in with the other one that's, uh, which we can come on to. But yeah, uh, Holiday Next Year is what they've said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Codename Scarlet. So I'm still not clear on what... It's just faster. Does it do anything interesting? More, is it, more graphics. 8Ks. More graphics. Okay. Uh, and stuff like that. Right. So it's... You know, the uh, shading. Previous version had Connect built in, and that yeah. was the thing they were exciting. We know how that worked. Out. Well, you know, Phil Spencer was was um, what made uh, was went out of his way several times to say, "We hear you. <laughs> you want it to be. You want your games machine to be about games." Okay, so yeah, that's the thing I I saw where it was. This is a get. You want game? We're doing games. <laughs> okay. Anything else? No. <laughs> we hear you. Great. Was What's that? How we here? So when it was uh, when it was announced, what was the what was the audience reaction? Woo! One man stood up and did uh, did put his arms <laughs> in like an X. X, like the X Factor. Like the X, but no, that meant that's no, that's the other. He put the other arm in front of the X Factor. Oh my oh. God. Don't confuse the two. No, no, no. Sorry, I do, but I won't. Did you see Seamus Blackley was on Twitter lolling about the fact that they're bringing out an Xbox-scented um, shower gel or something? Oh, like, <laughs> and he was going, oh, that's ridiculous. And I thought, aren't you the bloke who lied about people going, well, uh, there are signs that Xbox has already entered popular culture by people who uh, have been heard on the ski slope saying that's totally Xbox <laughs> when they launched the first one. That was in the original press release. It was, I remember. Oh, I look remember. at what you starred. Be careful what you Fox wish for. Shower gel. Mm. Um, all right, so that's story one. Mm. Story two was... Keanu, Keanu Reeves. So that was Keanu announcing <coughs> the launch date for Cyberpunk, the CD Projekt Red game. What's it called? Cyberpunk 2077? 2077. You're kind of right, aren't you? Of course. Am I not? Well, I think he's in it. He's yeah. also in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But, but that's I, what he was specifically doing. I think people specifically are Specifically, he was coming out being amazing. Yeah, people <laughs> are less excited about him being in it, fewer excited about him being in it than they are about oh, the game know. coming out, right? Uh, well, everybody knew the game was coming out. No one knew that Ke- Keanu Reeves was in it. Okay, okay. And I'll be honest with you, when he appeared in the video, uh, I was watching it with my wife and I just went, who's, I, was, I was half watching it. And I was saying, who's that? Just Keanu Reeves. That was just when it was on the, the computer mm. recreation of him. Mm. And then he came out and he was great. And someone yelled, you're breathtaking. Well, I think he said, you know, I've always been interested in breathtaking. St- and they went, you're breathtaking. <laughs> and, and he, I thought he handed it. Oh, in. discourse. Yeah, yeah discourse. that man's got a free copy of Cyberpunk. Is what it says. If that's all you have to well, do. Well, exactly. Let's just go around on. shouting that at people and <laughs> Simon, see if it happens. you're breathtaking. <laughs> no, no, you're breathtaking. I'm not sure who gets a free <laughs> no, copy in nothing. that situation. Uh, okay, so that's two. Third story was... Double Fine. Double Fine got bought yeah. by Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, and Tim Schafer did a funny... He did, did some jokes. What jokes did he do? He came out and said... Uh, he, he came out and uh, he, he pretended to beg with uh, Phil Spencer. I think it was Phil Spencer still on stage. He said... Uh, Come on, come on, come on. We can do anything you want us to do with Microsoft. Do you want us to do a new version of Excel or something like that? It was, yeah, it was, you know, it was, yeah. it was cute. Okay. Do we think this is a good thing? I think it's a good thing for Double Fine. And I think that they will get the freedom to make the games that they want to make for a certain length of time. <laughs> and and that will be good for their current employees. I think it's obviously, presumably, an excellent financial thing for Tim Schafer mm. as well. I could not be more indifferent. Mm. Me too. Try. Yeah. I can't. Oh, okay. But you, I mean, I love, we love a lot of people who work there. Mm. We've got a lot of good friends who work there, and we love a lot of the games uh, that One they've of the made. Games. Which one do you love? Happy Action Theatre. Right. Okay. I don't love any others, don't think. Okay. Interesting. I mean, people love Psychonauts, don't they? Well, I saw that. Woohoo, Psychonauts 2 is coming out. Well, yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you are famously ambivalent. You're, okay. you're the face of ambivalence in many ways. I just sort of loved Happy Action Theatre. That's true. That's true. Well, I've uh, been true to myself. Yeah. Remember when you played the early version <laughs> of do, the. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, so. I kicked a booze. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> did. Um, you know, I, I think that um, they're going to make some good things. Well, and. Uh, the most surprising thing about this, though, was that Double Fine were the only studio that Microsoft has bought in the last year. They've created another to make one of those uh, PC strategy games. Right, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, last year we were whooping and hollering about them there buying... Four, weren't there? I think there were seven. Seven? I think so. I think they just put together a shopping list. They just have it, like, up on the wall. Who should we buy now? 
wall in the kitchen at yeah. Microsoft and people just start writing names down. Oh, let's get let's get them. Maybe. Mm, okay. And story four was X Cloud. I don't know what that means. Well, let me let me tell you. Please tell me. Uh, whereas Project Scarlet is the code name for the next box. Okay. Uh, X Cloud is their streaming technology, which was really interesting. Mm. Uh, so they didn't show Wait, it. Is this the thing that we mentioned on the show two weeks we ago that we said Sony were going to use? Uh, so they, they were using Microsoft's infrastructure. Asia. Yes. Right. Okay. XCloud um, is what they're calling uh, the Xbox streaming service. And what Phil said was that um, from October, your Xboxes, I know I'm, I don't know why I'm pointing at you because neither of you have I. them. I do. I've got two. <laughs> <laughs> so, so literally my Xboxes. Um will become your own uh, streaming server. So you will be able to stream from those your Xbox library. And in the future, you will be able to stream... You won't even need an Xbox to stream your Xbox content. Well, so where does it live? In the, in the, in the X cloud. <laughs> Is that a different cloud? Is it the yeah. next cloud along? Well, so the surprising... I'm not sure... Have you got anything about Stadia? Yeah. You? Okay. Well, um, uh, do, you, do you have anything about the thing that Simon upgraded to? Yesterday. No, talk about that. Talk about that. Because you talked about it on Twitter. Your pass. Oh, oh, I did. Yeah, Game Pass. Yeah. Why were you excited Effing about crikey. that? Well, I tell you why. Game Game Price is uh, Game Price Game Pass is a great price. <laughs> um, that is their uh, hundred games mm-hmm. uh, library curated of uh, Xbox games. Um, really, really good value. Anyway, mm. uh, they announced yesterday Xbox. But no, so Game Pass PC. So similar, to, not not exactly the same catalogue, but same type of service, curated content going into a monthly. Blah, blah, blah. Um, they uh, then um, announced that they're bringing out <laughs> the ultimate Game Pass, which is Game Pass Xbox, mm-hmm. Xbox Live Gold, which you still need to play uh, multiplayer games, plus PC into one price. Mm. Uh, now, if you upgraded. Uh, or you you upgrade your existing membership, it gives you all of those things for as long as you've got the longest one uh, paid up to, okay? So uh, I've got Game Pass until 2022. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. Uh, and uh, it means I've got Ultimate Game Pass until 2022. And then I'm, I'm being charged a pound for one month. <laughs> and then it goes up to, I think it's 10.99 a month for, 100, for Xbox games, PC games, and live all How in one do, you, month. do the PC games exist on? Do you have to play them through Microsoft's? Oh well, um, that was a challenge this morning. So it's only in beta at the moment. So you have to go through quite convoluted steps in order to access it. But you need to be on the Windows Insider program, mm. uh, and then there's a specific Xbox app which you then download the games through, and then you play. So you play them on a Windows 10 PC. But um, astonishing, really. I cancelled my humble monthly subscription <gasps> because of it. That's the first casualty. Stay really. humble. Very slightly. real casualty. All right, are you ready? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of E3, Google has announced that Stadia is launching this November. If you want to be in on launch, it'll cost you £119, which will get you the Chromecast Ultra hardware for 4K and HDR streaming, a limited edition night blue controller, a three-month subscription to Stadia Pro, and a three-month buddy pass. A Pro subscription will normally cost £8.99 per month. If you wait until sometime in 2020, you'll be able to use Stadia for free on any computer through Chrome browser or a Pixel 3 or 3A. Okay, so this is for early adopters, clearly. Founders. Founders. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you getting that you... Are you just getting the you know the chance to do this early by paying the money? Well, there's one thing, because the music stopped, so I didn't read the rest of the story. <laughs> but the most important thing... It's like thing, musical chairs, your, your, yeah, yeah, I'm just your, like, your news. That is not important information. So the most important thing is that if you sign up early, you obviously get dibs on the good names. Ah, okay. So if you wait until it's free, you're going to have a lot of numbers at the end of your name. <laughs> right. We what should... if your name's numbers? <laughs> then you'll, you'll be all right. <laughs> uh, so that's a thing that you get for paying £119 okay. at launch. So as our resident early adopter... Hi. Are you in? I pre-ordered. Oh, <laughs> did, Simon! Did pre-order. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for it until n- November, so that's fine. So you can always un-pre-order. You can un-pre-order. Yeah, okay. no worries at all it's about your that. Birthday in November. It is. Thanks so very much. Happy, happy birthday, happy me. Happy birthday to you. Um, 
Yeah, you know, uh, the video was fine. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of content, um, I was surprised that there weren't any uh, bigger exclusives announced. I, I really were there any exclusives? No. Well, like, a, well, I don't know for sure. I've seen a couple of their games. Uh-huh. I've got the. I've seen a couple of games elsewhere. Um, I don't know if they're exclusive. So, so, so obviously, some of the AAAs, like all of the AAAs, won't be exclusive. But there, um, there were a couple of others uh, that popped up that may well be. Um, I like the idea of um, yeah, uh, being able to play the games anywhere. Right, assuming that the, the latency's there and, you, and your bandwidth is okay, I do like that. And the fact I was thinking, you know, on your um, MacBook there. Uh, young Anne, um, you'll be able to play Destiny or what have you on that. Great. And I imagine, as long as you've got the internet, like that's quite exciting, isn't it? And I thought, oh, I'm quite, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I'm into this. But, but aren't you getting that through your Xbox subscription now as well? Well, but that, but they announced that only yesterday. Ah. I'm keeping my, my, my Stadia pre-order over, but I mean, yeah, there is absolutely going to be a clash of streaming services towards the end of this year and throughout next year so um yeah and people aren't going to are won't pay for multiple ones and so uh they did say what some of the monthly prices are going to be and it will be interesting that uh, and that's just for i believe um uh the 4k streaming um you will be able to you'll be able to play for free on the 1080 uh, beyond launch, I think mm-hmm. I didn't actually watch all of it, so I'm just going on here, say here. Um, but yeah, what's it'll be interesting to see whether people w- are happy to if you're given the option of buying a game on Xbox or Stadia and you're going to both them offering stream, streaming, which one are you going to go for? Hold on, at launch, you're going to be able to play for free. Uh, that, no, sorry, if it's not going to be a subscription to so these there, things. So there is a pro subscription. Yeah, which, which is pay, high res. Yeah, and stuff. which pay eight ninety nine for. And I think that the lower res stuff is you don't have to pay for it, it's free. So how are they monetizing through ads? Because so what, well, what, today, what right? you've missed here is yeah. that you'll be buying the games. Oh, okay. Ah. It's not what everybody thought it was going to be. Is that right? And, so and, that and is to, news to, to be me. fair to Google, they never said it was going to be. It's just a lot of assumption elsewhere because it was streaming. People thought, oh, Netflix of games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it just means you don't have to have the hardware. Yes. Right. I get it. Interesting. Okay. What's, what's And what's the Chromecast in your house? Is that an Ultra? It's a very old Chromecast. Okay, it's right. the first not, generation right. thing. I mean, I'm a bit annoyed that they've gone, oh, you need a Pixel 3. I've got a Pixel 2. That is uh, annoying. That is annoying, isn't it? How dare they? Should have. Right, actually. <laughs> I think they said that they're going to put it out on other yeah, things. Yeah, but not, but, at, but I'm not a, at launch. I, you know, I'm, I'm potentially, let's see how this goes, I'm potentially a founder. Byronic Man 1234. <laughs> <laughs> but potentially a founder, but yeah. yeah, I won't be able to play it on my phone. It's not great. Games company Exceed has been criticised for its crediting policy in games. The US-based company, which primarily localises and publishes Japanese games, was called out for removing a former localisation producer from the credits of the PS4 release of the Cold Steel games. In response, Exceed said on Twitter, We appreciate the hard work of everyone who contributes to our releases, but it is and always has been company policy that only current members of our staff are credited. We have never credited staff for their individual roles or if they've left the company. That is a terrible statement. Isn't that crazy? They're just basically saying, yeah, sorry, we understand, but it's our policy. <laughs> okay. Know, if only there was something they could do about I that. Know, it's, sorry, it's our policy. I, yeah. Well, the thing is, who, who, who did wrote that policy? Well, that person's left. left. We've yeah. no way of finding exactly. out who but, was. But the thing is, it's our policy, and it's always been our policy, wow. so don't like to change things. Don't rock the boat. Um, I enjoyed Brandon Sheffield's uh, tweet thread about this, where he explained that there are very, very real consequences to them doing this. It's not just that people who have done the work cannot, you know, um, cannot prove that they have worked on these games, but also that people who haven't done the work can just claim, Mm. oh, yeah, I worked on this, uh, but I'd left the company, so I'm not in the credits. Uh, And he cited a, you know, an example of someone stealing work from a friend of his who who ran a translation company to the point that his friend had to close the company down because his friend, uh, because someone just said, yeah, I did all of this work um, and undercut his friend without... Mm. And there was no way of proving either way. So yeah, it sucks. And of course, people who do the work on the on games should be credited. Like, to what degree do they take this? At, at some point, when everyone's left the company, do the credits just roll and it's blank? 
Well, yeah, a, I don't think they. There's no one here. Don't know whether they patch it afterwards, but it's you know it's not hard to keep track of who's done what, and also I don't understand why they do that beyond you know holding it over people saying you have to stay at this company, mm. which I guess is essentially the reason you have to stay until the game finishes, until the game ships, otherwise you don't get credited. Um, you know, which is basically blackmail, um, which sucks. Yeah, we don't approve of blackmail. <laughs> no. I, I guess. <laughs> Great news specifically for fans of the Final Fantasy soundtracks being on Spotify and Apple Music, because pretty much all of the Final Fantasy soundtracks are now available on Spotify and Apple Music. I am not a fan of the Final Fantasy soundtracks being on Spotify and Apple Music, so this news story isn't doing it for me. Do you ever listen to game music on Spotify or Apple Music? I do not. I do not either. I do like game music as well. Hmm. So So why don't you... Why don't, you, why don't you take that love of game music outside of games? Because well, you can't listen to Muse and other things at the same time, <laughs> can you? Have Muse ever done any soundtrack, game soundtrack? Well, they've been in Gran Tur- they were in the first Gran Turismo, of course, weren't they? So, uh, uh, was it Sober that was in there, or Uno? It was one of those. I don't know, Simon. One of those. Hmm. Um, of course, so, so they were in the most music. recent... Um, Destiny trailer, weren't they? I think Knights uh, of Sidonia was in there. So you do? <laughs> I thought it was a Destiny <laughs> advert, yeah. if that's what it is. Yes, I can't remember, yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, isn't that odd? Isn't that odd that we don't do that? No, I, I, I don't either. Um, but I know a lot of people feel very, very strong. In fact, the game that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to review in the review section, uh, someone was telling us, talking about on the Mariaki Discord, saying, oh, yeah, I love the soundtrack to that. I was like, well, yeah, it seemed fine, you know. Wasn't listen, listen to the soundtrack all the time. It's great; it fits that circumstance. But I don't listen to I don't listen to film scores either. I've recently started listening to film Have scores you? at work because they're quite some. If you um just stick the Spotify thing on and it sort of all do random ones every now and then there's a very rousing one and it makes whatever powerpoint i'm putting together feel really special and it uh, it gets me through what have you got against the final fantasy music then uh don't know it okay so. i wish there was a way of rectifying that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and finally june is lgbtq plus pride month and to coincide ea has made an awesome announcement the company is partnering with the it gets Project, a non-profit organisation and global movement providing hope and encouragement to the LGBTQ plus youth to introduce some new pride items in the game. Along with clothing, one of the other items will be gender-neutral bathroom doors to use in the game. The items will first be coming to The Sims 4 from the 18th of June and will be available in the other titles at a later date. That's good. Good stuff. It's very nice. actually a practical change to their games and something... Uh, certainly, I'm sure the Sims, many members of the Sims community really, really want. Um, so good on EA. Have we seen any other companies doing anything for Pride? So I've seen a lot of, uh, t- <laughs> I've seen a lot of silly tie-ins from other people who, which have been uh, not getting much approval on Twitter because there's a fine line between companies mm. actually supporting something like this and then doing something that looks like they've gone. Hold on, there's a big audience here. Yeah, I, this is one of the things, but I know EA have a good history mm. um, with working with the LGBTQ plus um, community and um, being very forward thinking. But I was looking into this to see, uh, would they be charging for these things and where would the money be going for that? Uh, good, just because I think that that's... Good reporting. Thanks, I couldn't find any answers. Okay. <laughs> um, you did the first but I did bit the of first, it. So. I had the intention was there. Uh, because that's often the important thing about... Um, things that tie in with Pride, mm. if you're making money off of something, the money should be going back to the community that you are essentially exploiting if you're not giving the money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just about putting a rainbow on things. It's about actually, um, you know, give money, um, make, you know, help awareness, make people visible um, and be practically supporting and not just making yourself look good. Uh, and I do, EA does do quite a few good things in this area. And I know that with The Sims, um, I've heard anecdotally that it's, a place where lots of people like to go and play uh, with different, uh, play with their gender or play with, uh, you know, different versions of themselves or or explore their identity. And by including lots and lots of different ways that they can do that and they can feel more comfortable with it, uh, it just pr- provides like a, a very safe uh, playground. It is definitely a safer environment for EA to do that in rather than doing this sort of thing in somewhere like Apex mm. as well. Where you imagine, while it would be, you know, it could still be a, a very positive move for them, 
uh, it would be abused by some yeah. of the you know less responsible members of the community as well. But it's great. It's good to see them doing it and more of that, please. Uh, is that the end of the news? That is it. Thanks, Anne. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. This is And I Saw a Light by Coconums from chipmusic.org. Um, I got a text message from you. Me? I, about uh, chipmusic.org. Oh, yeah. Last week. Uh, well, because it was a little bit... Uh, we were a bit rushed at the beginning was, of the show last week. It was quite frantic, wasn't it? Um, and Simon and I could not, even though we say it so frequently, could not for the life of us remember the URL. Music so I was like, chips. It's like 8-bit. 8-bit dot lols dot, dot biz dot one life left anyway uh, that's where we take all of our chip tune music from uh, and uh, it's very good go there and listen to it um, we, what are we going to do now are we gonna, uh, did you find any updates on what's going on PC Gamer Show uh, I right did now? not actually any, I th- th- that's the problem with going? Twitter at the moment is that um you open it up in the evening and there's like hundreds of people giving you their live takes on what they're seeing in the moment. Mm. Uh, skip past those. And then we wake up in the morning and everyone's been like, they're all drunk, aren't they, in America? Skip past <laughs> those. You've got no idea what's been happening at all. Can you see anything on the internet, Anne? Uh, I'm, I mostly follow drag queens and Eurogamer. <laughs> uh, Warhammer is, is happening. Shenmue 3 is now an Epic Game Store exclusive. I've just... If you just seen that on Eurogamer? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. It was, what? It's weird the way a website is the same for... Yeah. What? What? I-R-L. All right. Well, um, I mean, if you're listening to this on the podcast on Wednesday, you can just review it at your leisure. Find out what happened at the PC <laughs> Gamer show and, and, you know, let us know maybe in the letters, uh, which we'll get to, I guess, uh, imminently. What else was I going to say? Don't know. Marioki on Friday. That's it what I was going to say. Um, so is. I haven't had a chance to catch you up with our Marioki adventures. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we did Marioki in uh, in Sweden for mm-hmm. the uh, the the Nordic Game Conference, which I thought was very well covered in MCV. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, thought we, they could have had a poster, actually, yeah. Steve. I was a little bit disappointed, better, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did Marioki over there. It was absolutely fantastic, as always. And it seems like we might be doing a project okay. this year with Nordic Game. Wow. We're talking about doing the Marioki equivalent of the Eurovision Song Contest. Ooh. Possibly climaxing next year in Malmo. So what we might do is go to events around the, around the world and pick a regional winner. Oh, and then bring great. them over to Malmo for a... Grand Marioki celebration, so that was brilliant. And then, a couple of days later, we were back in Oslo for our first gig there for a year uh, at the brilliant um, Tilt Bar, which is a gaming bar in Oslo. Obviously, we only play uh, loading 
loading branded gaming bars in mm-hmm. the UK. They have an exclusive for yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. But when we're outside of Europe, we're free for now. Yeah. So we went to Tilt and we had an excellent time for um for the celebration, the fifth anniversary of Among the Sleep, Krill Bites uh, yeah. game. Uh, which also launched on Switch uh, this this week, and weirdly, I found out I had a game out on Switch on the same day, which no one, no, one, no one told me about. Aww. But I wrote to the publisher, said, "Cover code," <laughs> and the publisher said, "Oh yeah, no problem. Send me a code." Good. Is so, it any good? You can review on Switch. it. I haven't played it yet, so <laughs> please, uh, if anyone has, let me know whether it's uh, any good. It's pretty good on PC. I think it's very good. Yeah, I Solid think it's seven out of ten. Yeah. Yes. Should we do the letters? Mm-hmm. Oh no, that one. Who's written in this month? Hello, team. Hello, SSG? Question mark. No. Uh, I've just turned off an annoying documentary about games as art after 10 minutes, but I did hear Tim Schafer describe video games as like opera, a collaboration between artists of different forms at the peak of their craft. But it did make me think, what is the opera of video games? If Shooty Shooty Bang Bang FPSs are the summer blockbuster films, what games would be the opera equivalent? Beautiful and grand and enjoyed by a dedicated few pip pip robert see we should have had this when we had uh, opera expert oh, exactly sarah brennan last week uh that's a good question though if like your call of duties are your big blockbuster films what are what's the opera of uh, games i would say you have to look at the the impenetrable uh, but beloved by the gaming, uh, the people who uh, say that they care a lot about video games. Mm-hmm. Perhaps in the in the old days when I was at Edge uh, fifteen years ago, these would have been Japanese releases that you know it would have been, mm-hmm. I, I guess, maybe Ikaruga or maybe even Rez at a push. Things that don't have huge sales, but people cite as, oh yeah, they're absolutely wonderful, they're beloved, you know, and then people come along and play them and don't really get them so much. Uh, I wonder what that means these days. Uh, boutique gaming. It'd be that Playdate stuff, wouldn't it? Maybe, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think of Playdate? Have you pre-ordered that? It's not available for pre-order yet, is it? No, I've signed up for their mailing list. Are you going to? I don't know. I was mm. talking to Jonathan Smith about this, and he said, did you sign up for it? And I went, yeah. And he went, did you sign up to make games? I went, of course not. <laughs> but uh, that might have been an exclusive. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm tempted. Tempted by it and its promise. Mm. Are you getting one, Anne? I signed up for it as well. And then I was like, just get three, won't we? Yeah, presumably. Get on X's. Get on Xboxes. Yeah, I, I think um, I think I'm in with the caveat that I am sceptical that the crank is robust enough. To, for is your, that going to be your, your purpose? purposes? Like that's going to be your day one. You're going to just be like <laughs> he just, he demands a strong crank. crank. I, do, I do. It's <laughs> one thing I look for on my peripherals is a strong crank. I don't know. It feels it. it you know, I do love teenage engineering like so much, and I love their pocket operator devices. But I think it's going to be really, really hard to build something that supports that. You know, the game that I've been playing that I'll talk about in the review section. I've had such tension There's in my hands. There's a lot of, uh, you know, of advertising, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I, I don't know. Like typically, people press buttons too hard in video games, and if you crank too hard, I think we all know what's going to happen. Mm. As you'll as you'll know if you listen to the show last week, Sarah talked about how frequently you have to mm-hmm. replace the buttons in a public uh, mm. display. Mm. Um, on Opera, the, the only game that I can think that makes me think that it would be the Opera equivalent is um, something like The Last Guardian, mm. which is like, it's big, it's very, like... Um, big within a certain community. Yeah. Like, uh, but if like, you talk to Call of Duty players... Yeah. Mm, nah. Nah. Not, yeah. Dear team and SSG, I hear it's that there E3 again, but as a consumer, I'm far too busy to be thinking about what's coming next when I'm still trying to get through all the games in my backlog. So let's celebrate the past with two time-travelling questions. Question number one. 
Would you be interested in doing a bit of an OLL retrospective, taking the modern listener through some of the classic features and asking, where are they now? Maybe some even best of programming to fill the intra-series gaps. I mean, let's answer that question. Would we be interested in someone else doing it? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that, would be fun. Like, that would be what? fantastic. Thank you, Chris. Well, that would be great. Would we be interested in doing it ourselves? No. no. Question number two: Do you have any favourite E3 moments from previous years? Moller News Connect Showcase. Milo and Kate remains firmly planted in my memory, mainly because I spent weeks after telling everyone I knew about this incredible, incredible new application of technology that would change the way we played games forever. Good times. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Your clearly contemporary correspondent, Chris Conroy. Best E3 memories. I, um... (laughs) I have two E3 memories. The first two things that I remember about E3... Uh, well, three things actually. One, uh, meeting Sarah Brin for the first time. So that's the most positive thing to come out of Mm. E3. Secondly, getting thrown out of the Figueroa um, for behaving terribly with um, uh, Chris Graft. Uh, editor of Kama Sutra and Matt Bock then creative director of Harmonics uh, we weren't really thrown out we were more sort of guided out just gently just just, just said can you go over there <laughs> <laughs> to a place through, outside the Figaro Hotel and uh, thirdly once and I think I mentioned this on the show before uh, taking my partner to E3 just saying you know you can get a glimpse of the sort of thing that I do and her lasting 10 minutes inside that venue before she was basically crying with a migraine and wanting to leave and that for me is the uh, distillation of E3 and why I find it very hard to get excited about the idea of going again although last year someone did propose to us to Marioki that we do a gig on a rooftop with the lyrics of the songs projected against a building across the way Oh, they um, do that. We we agreed to it. Then they proposed it to their internal events team, who said no. <laughs> <laughs> Any other E three memories? I went to the very first E three. What? I went to the first eleven. E3. What year? Yeah, I did. Uh, In seventy one. Yeah. Um, I mean, back then it was a very different world, Dan. I, I remember uh, Michael Jackson at the Sony party. He was there, just being shown around the oh. uh, the. PlayStation games. Remember Steel, uh, Steven Spielberg coming to the Virgin Interactive booth? Wow, very excited about that. Gilly, I was looking after Gillian Anderson at 1E3. Her, body, her bodyguards had guns. I know. <laughs> what? Yeah. This is quite something. It's changed now, and they now they let the public in. Ugh. And Keanu Reeves. Hmm. Um, I remember when we first started doing the radio show many, many years ago and I was still at university, uh, I was living in uh, East London and my postcode was E3 and I just thought it was really funny that I was recording live from E3. That is funny. Why did you move? (laughs) Why did you move? Which postcode now? Mm. Your mother's maiden name? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right, let's have a bit of music and then we'll be back after this with reviews.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We've been doing this for about 14 years and we are exactly as good as we were in about year 14? three. I thought it was 13. Is it 13? What year is it? I think we 2006. started in 2006. So what's what's 2019 minus 2006? Those are two Simon. big numbers. No one can do oh, that. Got a calculator. No. Can't do it. It's not possible. Uh, 13 years then. Fine. And uh, we're on Resonance 104.4 FM, which is the greatest radio station in the world. And that is provable. This is New World. It's by Self70D. I don't know how you'd say that. It might be self-led. It's probably self-led, isn't it? Self-led. It's from chipmusic.org. And it's excellent. Uh, what were we going to do now? Did sort I of an end. this last week? Did you? I might have done. It was... Uh, yeah, it's it's that good. It's your good. track that- of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you were pumping the air during it. Yeah. yeah, got it. Good. Did I? I uh, might not have done. Should we do reviews? Yeah. Let's do reviews. Okay, I'll fade that out gently, subtly. Gone, gone, gone. And then... Bum, 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 bum. I mean, I feel Steve should go last. Well, because he's got 15... Well, it's just that he's been going, oh, I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. And I think maybe what you should do, Steve, in each of the reviews coming up is... Oh, that's similar to... Exactly. Yeah. All right. Anne. Oh, uh, I've been playing uh, Astrologaster. Bless you. Thanks. The, uh, Did he actually sneeze? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were. I, thought I you wouldn't were be rude about. Well, I mean, I was. I mean, you can't. You can't spell Astrologaster without Steve. That's true. Similar to the game that I'm going to be reviewing at the end of this <laughs> section. Uh, I have been playing Astrologaster, a mobile game, um, in which you play. Oh, I've forgotten his name. A man from the olden days, it, when there was the plague, and. Um, he Are we meant to be guessing this or No, it's it's the name of a person, but I've forgotten it. Is it is it the name of a person we would know? No. Okay. Oh absolutely not. No. <laughs> it's from history, Steve. Just make it up then. Yeah. I think it might be Simon. Simon from... Plague. Simon Plague <laughs> Buster. Um that's a good name. So in it, you play as this uh man who um sets himself up as a doctor. Uh, he does some good plague curing at the beginning by uh, reading the stars and creating um, a strong water. And then he sets himself up as a doctor and you have lots of different querents um, come to see you who are your patients. Um, now, as it turns out, he's not properly a doctor because he what? hasn't done... He hasn't, like Doogie Howser? Yeah, he hasn't properly done his uh, medical studies. But he is very good at reading the stars. And he does get a lot of right answers. So uh, you're trying to work with these, um, your uh, patients, to get letters of recommendation uh, from them so that you can become a doctor. Um, And uh, yeah, and you're sort of reading the stars to answer their questions and trying to correctly diagnose them. Now, throughout it, uh, you start to have some uh, interactions with lots of the different patients because you're um, meeting them various different times and one of them you have some sexy interactions with. Shut up! I will not! Is that ethical? Uh, no, but it was in like the 1500s oh, or like the 1600s they or have something. Ethics, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, it's all, uh, there's a lot of um, drama in it as well. Um, and it's just a really, really nicely put together game. So the beginning of each of the, uh, when one of the patients turns up, there's a nice little um, uh, like Tudor-esque song um, that is sung. And they're all, uh, they're all just brilliant, quite funny. The characters are a bit over the top and it's very, very, very good. Um, and it looks really beautiful. So when you turn, um, you sort of like turn a page and it's like one of those um, flip up storybooks. Mm-hmm. It just looks really nice. It's very funny. Uh, the it, the stories are good. I've been I was playing it for like a few hours this weekend. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm not great at reading the stars or giving people diagnoses, so probably don't come and see me. Uh, me personally, uh, but do come and see the man in the game. Uh, very good. Seven out of ten. Nice, excellent, Simon. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Three Remastered. I mean, remastered. You can also not well, spell Assassin's Creed 3 remastered. <laughs> that's true, Steve. that's true. Uh, I, well, I, did, I mean, I, I barely pl- 
played the original. I don't remember much about it, certainly, anyway, because uh, that's been demonstrated by the fact that I've been constantly frustrated by its uh, its peculiarities. Hmm. In that, you know, what do you want to do in an Assassin's Creed game, Anne? Climb up things. You want to climb up things, don't you? You want to assassin people. Yeah, yeah. With your hidden blades and all the rest of it. And... Uh, yeah, well, obviously not, do you? You start off in modern day with Danny Wallace, and he just plays the world's worst character, who's full of snark. Obviously written by a Danny Wallace fan originally, and they sort of stuck with it. I'm not, point, I'm not sure at what point Danny Wallace gets faded out of the Assassin's Creed series, but it's certainly for the better, because the whole Danny Wallace snark and modern day setting where they have this... Um, uh, well, they try and shoehorn a reason why you're playing historical figures is absolute nonsense. Mm. Compa- uh, uh, compounded by the fact that in Assassin's Creed 3, which is set during the revolutionary period in America, interesting period, um, so you're in uh, the frontiers, Boston, um, Washington, New York, uh, the whole, I don't know, six hours is an extended tutorial of all the free-running bits that you've loved in Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and subsequently 4 um, are, are hidden in sort of, oh, a fetch quest and a cutscene. And just when you think it's about to get going, go, oh, by the way, you now need to hunt animals. Mm. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do some... And then, for, for, for as far as I can see, you don't need to hunt animals, but you go through a whole hunting. Now set a snare and a trap with animals. Oh, okay. The best thing was when... Um, uh, it just unlocks uh, naval travel, right? So you get on a huge ship, you take the wheel, and you can sh- shoot cannons, and it's really quite spectacular. And then it goes, and now you can go back to modern day. It takes you back to modern day to do a, a walking upstairs bit. This is exactly my experience of Assassin's Creed, like uh, of every Assassin's Creed that uh, I've played. Yeah, but this one seems particular. I don't remember the first two being this bad. I mean, I remember them being really fussy, like mm. making the second one really fussy because you could buy property and stuff. The problem is that when it does get going, I'm 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 enjoying it, and actually, it's nice having a full blown Assassin's Creed you can play on the train. Yeah. Um, it seems really interesting. You know what they've done with the characters and stuff is 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 pretty good. And every mission, I'm like, oh, okay, I think it's going to get going now. And then they remind you that it's an Assassin's Creed by pulling you back out and doing something else, or just making you tell someone it's rough around the edges. I don't know. I I, I am going to finish it. Hmm. I want to finish it, and I think I'm quite. I think I'm reasonably close to finishing it. I'm not sure I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of ten. Well, that emotion <laughs> is something that um, definitely cropped up uh, close to the end or, or in the final third of the game that I want to talk oh, about right, today. What's, what's that, Steve? Uh, which is is not a new game. It's a game that came out at the start of last year and that I wanted to play right at the start. I heard nothing but good things about, um, but decided instead I was going to play it on Switch. And then for for reasons, I left it too late to play on Switch, and I was like, oh, it'll probably be discounted soon, so I'll wait a little longer. And eventually gave up and just decided to play it on PC. And that game is Celeste. Oh, wow. Okay. Have you played Celeste? I have played Celeste. Have you played Celeste? I haven't, but I think I've purchased it. Mm. I got quite far in it. I got I got to the end. Did you get? Did I didn't you finish, finish it. it. Mm. I got to the end. So I finished it last night. I've played it successfully over the last uh, seven nights. I think I've, I've done a, a chapter a night. Um, How many chapters are there? By my calculation, <laughs> I think there might be eight actually. <laughs> uh, and uh, so Celeste is a platform game. Uh, you play a uh, a girl who's not called Celeste. His name is Madeline. And um, you have to climb a mountain. It turns out, spoiler warning, the mountain is a metaphor. No! Uh, Mountains are never metaphors! In this case, the mountain is a metaphor. It's a game about mental health. And I really, really like or liked the way it was building that metaphor and the way uh, it was um, doing some really, really nice uh, techniques to tell the story across the chapters at least i felt that way about halfway through but the second half of the game starts to really hammer it home and i kind of fell out of love with it by the end um it's brilliantly designed and it's brilliantly polished every every screen uh, you know seems to have been tested i found some of them really really challenging 
sometimes almost to the point of frustration, but I did get through it all. And I suppose that's part of the metaphor in a way. And it may be part of the metaphor that is too long as well, that this is an ongoing battle and it feels endless, but that doesn't mean that's good game design. Um, I felt that the game could be a third of the length, and that's being generous, and be a much, much better experience and sell that metaphor better as well. Because by the time I reached the final chapter, I was... It's hard, isn't it, the final? That's why I gave up. But the thing is, I I couldn't bring myself to use the easy mode. Well, actually, so the final chapter does kind of... I mean, it's one of these games that you keep thinking, oh, I'm right at the end, I'm right at the end, I'm right at the end, and you're not. But what the final bit does is, uh, like, every section of the game kind of introduce a new skill or a variant on the environment or something. And the final chapter goes, okay, now we're going to go through all of those things again. And then you have another final, like, pure platforming section after that as well. And... Honestly, I didn't need any of this. These are the highlights of what you've just experienced. I've been through all of that. I don't need to do, like, five more levels of that again. It's such a shame because everything in it is great, but like most video games, it's just too long. And I've harked on about this before, but I really think people talk about, oh, we need to, you need to, you know, it's a standard thing in video games these days to offer that easy mode that you you know you said you didn't want to didn't want, dif- to. Didn't want to use because you feel what like if that's people almost found out right, right you feel you're missing out on the experience or something by doing that i do not think challenge especially the challenge in celeste is the problem in celeste it's that there's too much of that challenge and actually what i want in games is not an easy mode but a mode that is like okay here's the edited cut of the game the consumable cut i think it maybe took me 9 hours or something and to a point that I don't want to go back and play it. Whereas halfway through, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go back and play all of these these extra challenges. If the game had been three hours long and I'd seen the whole game, then I'm sure I would end up sinking much longer into that game, 40 hours, to go back and play all the little bits to discover the secrets that I've sh- I'm sure are in there. I've seen hints to you know, different things that I'm really, really interested in. But it's killed my love for the game and it's killed my love for the metaphor the game was building. I think the dialogue generally is is well constructed, but at the end it's hammering home this stuff and I'm like, just give it a rest, please. So I love the game and I hate it at the same time. Seven out of ten. You can do the B-sides now. No, I'm not. I really was though. Have you seen it's got some DLC coming as well? Has it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and you know I unlocked it's more, more. No, but this maybe I, I you know it's I beat the game and then it's like oh now play the epilogue. I'm like no, I'm done. Mm. I've I've beaten it. Yeah, seven out of ten. I I do think everyone involved with that game is clearly talented, but it needs an editor. Wow. Games need editors, um, and maybe maybe they will have if we push that strong enough on One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. Boom. Done. 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 Uh, I will say uh, their previous game, Towerfall, is such a hit in our house. Yeah, we, we talked about that. So we, good. We were both unimpressed until you played it three, three players, yeah. and that's yeah. the key. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I love the animation, love the polish, love the execution of that game is brilliant. Like, it's, it's great, and I would recommend it if you've got loads of time to kill. But if you're an adult human, it's too long. <sighs> I hate being an adult human. I know. I know. <laughs> annoying isn't it right um it's good to be back yes really really good to be back we're gonna have a guest next week we are gonna have a guest next week imagine yeah that's gonna be exciting as Mm -hmm. well um we're gonna finish a bit early aren't we because we've got a live show happening on resonance after this so um thank you all so much for listening you got something to say? You I was just going to say it'd be nice if Lou Schaefer was so considerate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Joking. They're great. Uh, and so's Resonance. But we'll be back here this time next week. Till then, goodbye. 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 <laughs>